Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greg, happy hump day. Happy Manny Machado Day with Big Manny meeting with the Yankees today. But no baseball talk, not yet. Still in the midst of the Fantasy Football Championship Week. We're going to go over some tough matchups uh, something we did last Wednesday, I thought it was kind of good to talk through some of these guys. People have questions about Phillip Rivers facing the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the Bucks wide receivers going up against the Cowboys. So we'll get into all that. Uh, we'll also you know, start to look ahead a little bit to the 2019 fantasy football season. Uh, fun little debate, discussion. We'll talk about um, you know, which wide receiver should be the first one drafted off the board. Because you know I just brought it up to you guys downstairs, and it's like, we got... People throwing names out from left, right, all over the place. Uh, so that will be a fun discussion. Greggy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, had Taco Tuesday last night, so that felt it was delicious. Taco Tuesday, still recovering? You're good? No, I feel good. Everything going well inside? So I'm, and outside? So I'm great. Like, I, you know, I went to the bathroom earlier this morning. All good to go. Ready to rock. And Judy texted me. Like, I was going to say, how's Judy doing? So she texted me. Um... As I was writing NBA, she said, I'm so sorry. I'm like, for what? Like, did I wake you last night? I'm like, I, I go, I'm a really light sleeper. I go, I'm a really light sleeper. So I have no, oh, so no. I have no idea. What are you talking about? She said, I puked like multiple times. I'm like, what? what? I go, what? She said, I don't know if I have a virus or something. Should I go to work? I go, well, how do you feel now? She goes, I kind of feel fine. I'm like, you probably should go to work then. Oh my God. That's insane. I know. Poor Judy. Oh my God. How terrible. Diabolical tacos. They were delicious. Greg, what did you put in those tacos, dude? I didn't make. She made them. She made them. Yeah. And she, God, she ended up on all fours in your bathroom, and you're just sleeping through it. Yeah, I slept great. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's wild. You know why I think I slept great? I had a few beers last night. I was feeling good. Oh, all right, Greg. You know, Greg, you letting loose a little bit. Got you got some flower power IPAs in the system. No, I got new IPAs um, for my birthday. Hometown Hella got them for me, so I, I drank them. Elizabeth Miranda asks us, are tacos on the East Coast good? Yeah. Now, I think, well, Greg, this is all, this is a perspective question because it's all, you know, she probably lives on the West Coast. This is me assuming right now. or maybe somewhere in the South where, I mean, California is known for great Mexican food, Greg. Yes, it is. When I go visit my uncle, I mean, the first thing I do when I get there is I go get a huge breakfast burrito. Uh, So I don't really know, like, in, in, you know, comparison to West Coast tacos, like, I think tacos around here are fine, right? I don't know. Like, whenever I go to a Mexican spot, I usually get, like, a quesadilla or, like, a burrito bowl or just, like, a burrito. I, I don't usually get tacos. 
And if I do, like, eat tacos, I usually just make them myself. Like, my tacos are good. Apparently, yours aren't great. Mine are delicious. Poor Judy. Yeah, tacos are great. Tacos are a good thing. I would go ahead and assume that, like, California tacos are better than... Yeah, they're, I mean, I, I, they're awesome. Yeah. I'm not even going to, like, dispute that. Before we, uh, before we kind of kick it into high gear today, Frank gave you the list of what we're going to do. Uh, that first round wide receiver discussion a little bit later on. Um, piggybacking off our conversation yesterday, we'll get into some of the matchups we don't like um, for this weekend as well. I saw on Twitter... After our show yesterday, and then even more so today, uh, all this love, um, all this love for Laura Michaels, who, who works at our network and, and did a lot uh, here, and everyone's throwing up their prayers. And I, I, you know, I don't really know Laura Michaels to be honest with you. Like we, we I've had conversations through work with him, um, but he seems like a really, really nice and genuine human being. And people were, you know, very everyone in the fantasy community were all you know get better, feel good, and I. I, again, I don't, I don't know the man, so I had no idea what's going on. And then just before our show started, um, the RIP uh, messages started coming out with Laura Michaels, who I guess just passed away, which is very, very sad for this community. He's a legend in this industry. Um, and if you, you read his stuff or you watched his stuff or you liked listening to him, I, I, I'm so sorry uh, to tell you that. And, man, crazy. Yeah, commemoration here for Laura Michaels. Obviously, uh, you know, very pivotal in the fantasy baseball industry for everything that he's done. One of the founders of Tout Wars. You know, we've hosted Tout Wars here a few times, Greg. I had the chance to meet Laura Michaels. Really, really awesome dude. Very into music. Had his own band. Uh, you know, sung in his band. I heard some of his music. It was awesome. A very lively uh, individual. Uh, Nando and myself, we also, in conjunction last year, we did a lot of, like, spring training stuff where Laura Michaels did interviews um, down there at spring training, and he would send them over to us, and we would produce that for the Fantasy Sports Network. So all the times that I met Laura, he was an awesome, awesome dude, uh, really, really a pioneer in in the industry, especially in fantasy baseball. So uh, shout-out to Laura Michaels and his family. Uh, definitely rest in peace. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very somber note to start the show with, but uh, you know we would be remiss not to uh, at least mention him because... You know what he's done. You know he works on our network. You know he's done shows with Chris Pavona. I know he's done the Sunday show uh, with with Chris Pavona and Joe Galina. He does the Tower Wars hour, hour. So you know he was still very much so in the now with the Fantasy Sports Network. So uh, just had to give some thoughts and prayers to Laura Michaels and his family. I hear Pavona trying to chime in here. Chris, go right ahead. Uh, it did not really much to, to say that, I mean, you guys pretty much said it all. Um, I got to work with, with Lore, uh, when I was working here at nights on Tout Wars and, uh, you know, I, I luckily got to like, you know, get to talk, talking to him and basically everything you guys said, like he was probably one of the nicest, you know, one of the nicest guys I ever got to work with just. Uh, uh, you know, love talking classic rock with him. I used to play this game with him on the show where, like, he had to guess what uh, what band what band I was playing, what uh, you know, what theme I had with the, with the classic rock. And um, I, I'm sorry, I'm a little rattled uh, uh, right now. You know, I'm kind of. I mean, I, I knew he had a. I, I knew he always had health problems. He always he was never shy about that stuff. He always talked about it. Um, that, this sucks. <laughs> Sorry, this sucks. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. Crazy. For sure. Uh, absolutely crazy. So thoughts and prayers to, to Laura's family and the fantasy community or all those that are affected um, by the passing uh, of Laura Michaels. Um, Frank, let's get into some football now uh, for this week, week number 16. And there's only two teams that are in it in each league, right? It's like one versus two, the battle for it all. 
But should it be like that? And that's the discussion that we ended the show with yesterday. Should it all come down to a matchup where, listen, you're just hoping your players do well, and it's just a little bit of luck. Everyone wants to take the luck out of it. They add more positions. They add more uh, players, uh, roster spots. They get rid of all the roster spots. They're trying to make it as tough as humanly possible. And tough meaning there's more skill involved. But is there something to the matchups? Is there something to play playing another human being rather than playing against yourself? That was my take on it. I don't like Roto Leagues. They're not fun for me because you're just trying to build a score and build your team, and I get there's more skill involved in that. I like the trash talking. I like going head-to-head. I like, I think there's skill involved in, you know, trying to win certain categories in certain, in certain leagues when you play your opponent. I, I think there's strategy in trying to block your opponent from picking up players. Like, I enjoy that aspect of all fantasy sports. It's not just basketball or baseball or football. I mean, it's everything that I do. I enjoy the head-to-head matchup. I don't want just a points-based system. So that's where I'm at. Frank, I know you feel a little bit differently than me, but you kind of understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, well, Greg, we live in, you know, 2018 where someone has to, everyone complains about something nowadays and, you know, it's all PC this and, all right, well, we can't do that and, you know, we have to take the luck factor out of this. We have to accommodate to every single person because everyone's crying because they lost in the fantasy football playoffs. It doesn't matter. Like, this is how fantasy football has been played for decades now. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well, oh, I'm a fantasy football purist. We have to play the game this way. Because we have evolved. Like, I think the standard should be half-point PPR and super flex. And people want to add more positions. They think it adds more skill. But it also adds more luck. Because you're going to end up starting more players. And you're going to get pissed off when those players underperform in your lineup. And vice versa. Like, you're going to have guys on your bench. This is the nature of the game. That is fantasy football. Everyone loves the trash-talking aspect. And really, like, the discussion came down to it is on, you know, on Twitter yesterday. A lot of people are talking about this. In your high-stakes leagues, in more competitive leagues, in expert leagues, if you want to make those like a free-for-all where, okay, the best team wins, that's fine. But for the casual player, for the player who's watching at home, for the people who are tuning in here and calling in and asking questions, and I know, you know, there are people who put a lot of money into these leagues. I'm not saying, like, you're a casual player. But for people who are, you know, indulging what we're doing, Greg, I just don't think that... You know, a free-for-all or like a rotisserie-style fantasy football is going to appeal to them. So, look, we want to hear from you on the topic, 844-843-6879. I had a few people tweet at me yesterday with what they do in their league. Uh, We talked about GST, how we do have a playoff format, but we also have an overall prize. I think it's that's kind of a cool element to like kind of put both of those things together. But when it comes down to it, the playoffs are huge, and I still think that that should be the cream of the crop when it comes to fantasy football. If you think differently... Please feel free to call in and debate me, debate Greg Sussman, tell us how dumb we are, tell us how your league runs and why it's right. We're interested to hear. Yeah, we absolutely are. We want to know all about uh, what your thoughts are. And, you know, we'll probably, I'll probably tell you you're wrong and an idiot, but that's fine. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, or you could be so convincing that we'll be, we'll say, all right, we're, we're the idiots. Probably not going to happen from Greg. I might do that because I'm a stand-up individual. Greg, he's a little bit more stubborn than me. Call me a stand-up individual? Yeah, you're just a little bit more stubborn than me. It's, it's, it's like, it's Greg's way. It's my way or the highway. A little limp biscuit here, Greg. I'm admittedly stubborn. Yeah. I'm admittedly You got stubborn. a little limp biscuit in you. Limp biscuit? Yeah. That- my way or the highway. Uh, That's a limp biscuit song, Greg. I like that song. Yeah, I figured you would. It was a huge hit in the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back when you were you know, 30. It was also <laughs> one of the most famous WWE video packages ever. Was that... Mm, 
ever. That was Stone Cold. Yeah. Versus The Rock. Yeah. All right. Got that was Mania Seventeen. It was amazing. You, was should, awesome. you should watch it during commercial. It was really good. I should. I don't really remember us. You know, I was, I was a little young. Yeah, yeah I watched that. WrestleMania 17. What year would that have been? 17. So it was 18 years ago. So there you go. 18, 2000. No, it was, 19, it was 2001. It was 2001 WrestleMania. So I was 10 years old. Yeah, it was 2001. Yeah, I probably don't remember that. Mm-hmm. 2001. Check it out. Um, speaking of wrestling, did you watch the main event of TLC? Like I, I did not watch it yet. It's already been ruined for me because, you know, people in my group chat. I didn't ruin it. No, you didn't ruin it. But I, I told these guys, I was like, hey, Greg told me that the main event of TLC was really good. I'm going to watch it in yeah. case you guys want to watch it. Oh, well, I already found out that Oscar won, so I don't want to watch it now. I'm like, well, thanks. You just ruined it for me. So there you go. That's where I'm at. But I'm still, I'm still probably going to watch it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think that, that that matters so much. Yeah, you know that I'm a fan of like the actual wrestling content. You're, you're going to love which it, Which means that I would love it. Was it was awesome. It was, it was really yeah. awesome. Big fan. Um Cool. So, uh, when it comes to injuries for this week, I do want to note Virginia Zakas will join the program tomorrow to go over all the latest injury notes, uh, especially when it comes to the Packers players, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Uh, we already know more about Aaron Jones, but certainly about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Cam Newton as well. A lot of the question marks that we will have, I will try to get answered tomorrow with Virginia. Before we do that, Frank, I wanted to go over some of the matchups this weekend that we already know we don't want to mess with. We're not, we don't want to mess with, but if we have our... But they create tough decisions. That's what it comes down to. Precisely. So where did you the want to... The luck element of fantasy football. So where did you want to start? What is the toughest matchup, toughest decision uh, fantasy owners will have during their finals uh, this weekend? It's a decision that I have myself, and I already threw this name out there, but I think Philip Rivers, man. A lot of people are going to be turned off by this matchup, obviously, going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season. Just a rundown of the past couple of weeks. Last week, they faced Jameis Winston, 157 and zero touchdowns against Patrick Mahomes. Mind you, this took a fourth down heave prayer in order to meet this value, but 377 yards and two touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. The week before that, Matt Ryan, 131 and one. Uh, Oakland Raiders in week 12, 194 and one. Cincinnati in week 11, 211 and two. The Ravens are stout defensively, both on the ground against the run and against the pass. I'm really interested to watch this game. I think it could be more of a uh, more of a defensive battle, playoff preview kind of matchup here between the Ravens and the Chargers. But a lot of people will have questions about Phillip Rivers. Here's where it kind of becomes questionable because in fantasy football, the best players are the best players because they can perform well in even the toughest matchups. That was proven last week when Marlon Mack Uh, decided to eviscerate the Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, And that was mainly because the the Colts offensive line was healthy once again. But Marlon Mack has been one of the better fantasy players all season long. So that's normally what we say about the best players in fantasy football are the best players because they perform even in the toughest matchups. So I don't, I'm not going to completely write off Phillip Rivers. I still think that there are, there are chances that you can, you can play Phillip Rivers. It depends on who you have available on your waiver wire. I was working on the quarterback rankings last night, Greg, and two names that I have ahead of Phillip Rivers right now are Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. And in one match, in one league where I own Phillip Rivers in the finals, Baker Mayfield was available. I picked him up and have him in the starting lineup right now. And you're the big Phillip Rivers guy. That is, He has multiple touchdown passes in every game but one this season. You're the Chargers guy. You have been all season long. Oh, my Chargers. How about them Chargers? Well, can, we, can we play like another thing instead of that? Instead of the how about you or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. What should we do? Charge up? 
I don't, I don't know what Chargers fans do. I mean, you killed me for cat scratch fever, and you, you're coming up here with charge up, Greg. Yeah. Hey, plug, I was thinking something like... Plug it in, charge. Like, like grease lightning, because <laughs> it's the Chargers and it's the Bolt. Why would you? Or you could just set up a, or you could just set up a vote play. You could be charge. That's not bad either. I kind of like grease lightning just because I came up with it myself. Grease lightning. Let's go, charges. Grease lightning. <laughs> you don't like that one. Charge up, everybody, with Greg Sussman. <laughs> grease lightning is amazing. Grease lightning. I kind of so dumb. Uh, come on. Is it dumber than the Hot Boys? <laughs> it's not dumber than the Hot Boys. <laughs> Grease Lightning, the way you're saying it, too. Like Grease John Travolta Lightning. is great. It's fantastic. Baker Mayfield, my seventh-ranked quarterback this week right now. I love Baker Mayfield. You know that. Phillip Rivers, and I moved him up. I have him four spots higher than the consensus. I have him at 13. That means the, cons- the consensus expert rankings on Fantasy Pros have Phillip Rivers at 17, Greg. Wow. That means in 16-team leagues, you're not starting Phillip Rivers this week. That seems a little bold to me, Greg. Really, really bold. Yeah. Let's take your calls on the debate. More matchups and a breakdown of the first-round wide receivers because we had a debate. We take it on the air. We'll do all that coming up in the next 40 minutes. Get those calls in at 844-843-6879. We continue on right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Game time decisions. I was scared with McCaffrey, but Newton, uh, that guy's just obviously there's a bigger problem there. You you, you know, you talked about it too. There, this guy is something, th- th- this whole shoulder area, like he can't throw the ball properly anymore. It's a concern moving forward. You know, they're too dependent on him. That's the problem. Like yeah. I said, if they would have had a quality backup quarterback, they could say, all right, listen, our QB's not well. You know, we've got to sit this guy for a week or two. Would have made for Cam Newton at this point in time. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm an asteroid, can't you see? Lord Michaels' band right there. Very cool. Awesome. Rest in peace. Very, very cool. If 
you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, or reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest. Capitalizing on in-game action, there are only so many ways you can make money, and all of them are located at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com and enter the promo code FNTSY18. When you sign up, you get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY18. BetDSI, where players get paid. All right, Frankie, you gave us Philip Rivers. You said you like Baker Mayfield more. What else you got? Also throw... See what we got here. Tom Brady going up against the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady, the guy who I've said all season long, stripped the name off the back of the jersey here, uh, has clearly not performed like vintage Tom Brady this season. And going up against the Bills, who are the number one defense against opposing quarterbacks this season in fantasy football. They allow the fewest fantasy points. Just looking at what they've done the past few weeks, they have not allowed a quarterback to throw for over 208 yards in Six straight games, Greg. 208 yards. The last time they did, was Tom Brady. They allowed him to throw for 324 yards. This is another one where I think we're kind of overanalyzing it here. And I'm going to take a little stroll down narrative street here, Greg, because I do think that the Patriots were coming back home to Foxborough, laying 13, 14 points right now. I do think that they're going to be up for this game. They just lost against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, everyone's talking about how the Patriots are done right now, how they're not going to win the Super Bowl. This is a year where they get knocked off in the AFC. I think this is a bounce-back spot for Tom Brady. So much like Phillip Rivers, the consensus has Tom Brady at QB 18 this week, Greg. QB 18. Seems very bold, and I, I, I've been against Tom Brady for a while now, but... I don't know if I'm ready to start guys like Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, Nick Foles, whoever other, whatever other Joe Schmo you want to find out there. I don't know that I'm ready to go ahead and start that pe- person over Tom Brady. I, I don't know that the numbers we are, we are ta- huge. We are taking the name off the back of the jersey. Yes. And, you know, look, if it was normal Tom Brady, I'd have him, I'd have him inside my top five, wouldn't I? But I don't. What are you looking at? I'm looking at fantasy Corey. executive. You can tell the fantasy executive doesn't have much to talk about today on the frenzy because he's here in the BFF chat right now trying to talk smack. He's here. He's strolling along on the outside. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to ruin the flow of the fantasy BFF. Seems right that now. he's working because you're talking about him. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It seems like you're. It's Corey needs something to talk about. You can tell it's that time of year. Are you worried about Tom Brady, Greg? Yeah, I think it's fair to worry about Tom Brady. I, again, he's been better than Aaron Rodgers, but I think uh, this week it's fair. I have him ranked, what, 18th or whatever you just said? No, uh, that, that's too low. But I think it's fair to be somewhat worrisome. No? Yeah, be worrisome. I, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to go as far as, you know, we were talking about Derek Carr last week as a possible stream. And I know, all right, possible last home game in Oakland here. Uh, people are talking about that as a narrative as to why we should use Derek Carr or get up for that game. I think Sam Darnold has played well. It's a good matchup against the Packers. I'm not going to go as far as start him over Tom Brady. I just think this is a good bounce-back spot at home after losing to Pittsburgh on the road. I think he bounces back at least 250 yards and two touchdowns. And quarterback play has been down the past couple of weeks. So if you get 250 and two out of Tom Brady, I think that's going to be close to you know top 12 quarterback production this week. So I'm not just going out there and completely benching him just because he's facing the Buffalo Bills for anybody. 
844-843-6879. Now, we threw this out there asking about your strategy and how you think these things should go, uh, and I'd love to know your responses. And let's start out with Jason in Wisconsin. What's yeah, up, Jason? Called Fancy accident. And he, hey, 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 good morning, how are you? What's up, man? Good, good, man. I apologize. Say, uh, I got a question. I, I'm in a first-year first league uh we just talking about laxatives? Yeah, I heard something about a laxative there. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, shoot. Oh, you heard. Oops, I was speaking to my wife, actually, that I was on hold with you guys. And I just, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Corey Patterson, the fantasy laxative, because I, I listened to his advice and he made me mess myself. He made you what? Made me mess myself. Mess yourself? Uh, is this a joke? He messed myself. You know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do well in my, my fantasy this year because I listened to the... Fantasy laxative. The anyway, fancy laxative. Oh, Corey uh, Parsons. Oh, oh. <laughs> right over your head. I'm sorry, guys. I thought you would have picked up on that immediately. I, I we did, but, 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 but I love it. I love it. We I do apologize. appreciate it. Sorry, uh, man. you want to win? You call it to the best friends forever. What's up? It's it's perfect. No, so I'm thinking talking about leagues and, and formats and such, and and I'm in a first year league, and I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about, uh, uh, you know, constellations and all that? It's supposed to be fun. But I've never been in a league before where guys can continue to pick up off of the river wires. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for third right now. I lost last week. I'm fighting for third. And, and, and guys continue to pick players up off of waivers to win five hours for eighth place or ninth place or tenth place. And uh, I didn't know that going in. It would have changed my mind. I, I'm probably here next year, too. But I'm seeking out there. Why are these guys still active on the waiver wires? When, you know, when uh, they're out of it, they lost, they're done, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to be. I mean, that's a rule that you definitely have to implement in the offseason 100%. I mean, the people who are playing for the championship should have first go at the waivers. And then anything that's consolation, anything that's consolation after that, if you want to have a second waiver run on Sundays or Fridays or over the weekend, whatever it might be, then you can have the consolation bracket uh, able to put waiver wires in. But you need to lock everyone's team who is not playing for the fantasy football championship in week 16. You let those two teams duke it out on the waiver wire first and foremost. And then after that, over the weekend, if you want to have a second waiver wire run, you can have the consolation bracket go. But the first one, nobody else should be in that whatsoever except for the people playing for the gold in week 16. Yeah, I, I and there's no I, question mark I, about that. I agree with you. Everyone, these teams should be locked, one thousand percent. It's unacceptable. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to hear a lot of uh, spewing out of the mouth of the fantasy executive, make sure you uh, listen into the frenzy later on, where uh, you'll 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 get the fantasy laxatives, and and your team will go down the toilet uh, with Corey Parsons. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's continue on. We we'll go back to the phone lines. And get your thoughts on the debate. It's Fred in L.A. What's up, Fred? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good morning from LA. What's up, man? Uh, just two quick questions, quarterback. Uh, one league, I uh, got Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan. So, wanted to know what your thoughts on that. And then I have a second question. All right, Philip Rivers versus Matty Ice. What do you think, Frankie? Yeah, so I mentioned Phil Rivers and how I don't necessarily want to bench him for just anybody, but Matt Ryan isn't just anybody the way that he's played this year, and specifically the past two games, uh, even against the Arizona Cardinals, where I thought it would be a tougher matchup. He still threw for three touchdowns. He's thrown for three touchdowns in back-to-back games. 
the Carolina Panthers secondary. While their defense was up for that game on Monday Night Football against the Saints, I still don't trust the Panthers secondary all that much. So I think Matt Ryan is in a good spot in terms of the matchup. I have these guys closely ranked. I have Matt Ryan a few spots higher. If it's my team, I'm starting Matt Ryan this week. Awesome. Thank you. And then one more. A uh, different league. Uh, I have Cam Newton, but I picked up uh, both um, Sorry, uh, Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen. And actually, Baker Mayfield is on the waiver wire. I heard you talk about him earlier. Mm. Yeah, I think this one comes down to Baker versus Josh Allen. I think it's a really good question. So fun. Too, because I have both guys back-to-back in my rankings, Greg. Number seven, Baker Mayfield, and number eight, Josh Allen. Some of the names I have Josh Allen ahead of this week. Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, Trubisky, Lamar Jackson, Phillip Rivers. So very high on Josh Allen. I don't know what more the guy has to do. He's, he's done it for a month now. I agree. He's finished. There was one game where he finishes QB 15. Every other game he's been a top five quarterback in three of his last four. So especially going up against the Patriots where he's going to be trailing points. He's going to have to make plays with his legs. He's throwing the ball down the field to Robert Foster. I like Josh Allen this week. I like Baker Mayfield a little bit more. Yeah. So both of these guys are... You're in must start territory at this point with these players, I feel yeah. like. like They've been that good where you can trust them. Baker's been my guy all year. I got this question like on Monday, do I start Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield? And, and people want to know the answer to that. I told him Baker Mayfield, I yeah. can't quit him, but I get it. You know, I, yeah. I get if you want to start Josh Allen. For me, it's Baker Mayfield. The last time Baker faced the Bengals was on the road in Cincinnati. He threw for four touchdowns in, this, in that game. Yeah. Now coming back home in the dog pound against the Bengals defense, which is just non-existent. And I realize, you know, this game can get out of hand. They run the football, but they're going to need to get up. How are they going to do that? Baker Mayfield's going to be able to throw the ball effectively in this one. So... I'm starting Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen. I, I like Baker a lot this week. 844-843-6879. Let's take this opportunity to talk to our friend Bob in Vermont. What's up, Bob? Bobby! Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, Bob. Mike, I wanted to ask you a question. Remember when you said super flex? What does that mean? Super flex is uh, you have a flex position, which normally is occupied by a running back, wide receiver, or tight end. But super flex means that you can also start a quarterback. So essentially, you would have two quarterbacks in your oh, starting line. Oh, I see. I never heard of that. That's why. And did you hear who died last, yesterday? Who, who died yesterday? The girl from Laverne. Yeah, yeah. So, so Penny Marshall died yesterday. She's 75 years from old. From Laverne and Shirley. From Laverne and Shirley. Also directed a league of our own. She's in, she's in a leave. You ever watched that show, Laverne and Shirley? No, that was like 50 years before us. Well, Greg, you were you were just growing you're up around that, that time. You're that young, Greg? I'm pretty young. Greg, man. you're that young? How, Bob, how old do you think <laughs> I yeah, am? Yeah, Bob, how old do you think Greg is? Well, I'm 50, so he has to be like 31. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, come on. I was expecting Are better than that. So on, I'm, um, I'll be 31 in, in two months. You know, Laverne and Shirley started in 1976, Bob. Yeah, but do you ever see the like the repeats of it? Yeah, like I know. Uh, no, Bob's actually right because I I grew up watching Nick at Night, Greg. So I used to see like all these seventies and eighties sitcoms and Ugh. yeah. I mean shows that so we'll, Frank, we will not speak what of. Drank? <laughs> what? Frank, do you remember what she drank? No, I don't. I don't the remember. I, I mean, I don't remember the show that Pepsi, vividly. Pepsi and milk. Pepsi, Pepsi and milk together. Pepsi. Yeah, that's that, disgusting. That <laughs> no, it is not. I tried it. It's right. good. Like, thinking like a, well, how many things do you think Bob you can are, try and say is good that we will not agree is good, Greg? Quite a few. Quite you a guys few. Guys are awesome, though. Oh, thank you. Thank Bob. you for t- answering my question, Frank. And you guys uh, talk to you soon. All right, All right, Bob. Appreciate we, you, Bob. We appreciate it, Bob. We appreciate it. People, uh, people like Bob. 
I was really hoping Bob was going to say like, well, if I'm 50, you got to be like 55. That would have been, been nice for you, wouldn't it have been? You would have loved that. Oh, Greg, I feel like i got to do it now. Oh, I've been debating whether I should do this all week long. It's not the elbow pads. I had my parents over for, uh, for dinner on Friday night. Okay. And we were talking about the show. Yeah. My dad's actually been a frequent watcher and listener I, recently. I, I hope so. He's a supporter, yeah. Yeah, he's a supporter. He's a BFF. Right. When I told them that you were 30, they were blown away. I thought I was younger. <laughs> Quite the opposite. How old are your parents? Like, how, how old are your parents? I, I mean, I didn't even ask, but they were like, we thought he was way older than 30. That's not how your parents sound. We thought he was way older than 30. That's exactly how they said it. So it was like, in like a negative way? No, they really did. <laughs> I didn't ask them. They were like, like King we thought he was a lot that. older than 30 years old. King knows how old that. Sorry, Greg. I mean, it's not a joke at this point. It's just like legitimate. Now, you just... No, like, I mean, now, so now, Remember when we had Al Melchior on the show this year? Speaking of Laura Michaels and Tout Wars yeah. for Tout Wars weekend, we had uh, Al Melchior in studio. Yeah. <laughs> he thought you were 40 years old. Yeah. Do you think it was... Classic because, So do you think your parents... Now, I got to ask this. Did your parents think that? Greg looks 45. Someone just said I look 45. I seem 36. Greg seems like 36. I definitely seem north of 35. Do you think... <laughs> do you think they think that... Like, because of all the show? Or because you, I'm sure you tell your parents about, like, off-air stuff as well. Like what, though? I don't know. Like... Like... Uh, I don't know. Like, boss... Wait, but, like, executive stuff. Executive? No, not really. No? No, I don't talk to them that much about stuff like that. Gotcha. Why, you know, why would I bore them with stuff like that? They want to hear the good stuff. They want to they hear the fantasy stuff, Greg. So now everyone in the chat is saying how old I am, and none of them are... I thought Gregory was 42. <laughs> It's just Greg. Greg is 44. It's just Greg. What, what do you think I need to do? I'd say mid-30s. You guys should go into like, like Botox or something? Is that what it is? No, you should grow out a beard. Hmm. Like I've been telling you for years now, Greg. I mean, if everyone thinks you're old, you might as well just embrace it and grow out a beard. I don't want a beard. Yeah, but you might as well embrace it at this point. Like You have the baby face and people still think that you're 45 years old, Greg. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy when you say that, right? You might as well just grow out a beard. I don't want to do that. Uncle Greg. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Ryan in Chicago. What's up, Ryan? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. What's happening? Hey, um, I'm in a, I'm in a championship, obviously, and I got two I got two quick questions. Um, my, my team is pretty set. I got Pat Mahomes at quarterback, Antonio Brown and my uh, wide receiver one, and Christian McCaffrey and my RB one, and Zach Ertz. Um I need help on my RB2 and my flex. And so right now I've got Matt Breida sitting there. Um, I know he's going up against the Bears. Um, and I also have Jamal Williams. Who are you guys going with in that one? So Breida versus Jamal Williams. Did you mention uh, what format this is? Is this PPR? Half, half point PPR. Half point PPR. All right, well, look, there's a lot that has to be determined still this week, Greg. I mean, we're going to find out, uh, you know, how healthy Matt Breida is. Not like it matters because the guy just like plays through anything, but a terrible matchup against exactly. the Chicago Bears. Uh, Jamal Williams, I think like, it's part of it is dependent on if Aaron Rodgers plays because obviously the offense you'd imagine would be better if Aaron Rodgers is on the field. Just in a vacuum right now, I'd, I'd lean with Jamal Williams. I, you know, I'm not that scared of the Jets' defense. I think it's a solid matchup on paper. And even if Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback, that might even lean on... You know, the Packers running the football more with Jamal Williams. We saw him play, what, 87% of the snaps 
this past week. That was fourth highest among all running backs in the league. So I know Matt Breida had a huge workload in that game. Could see something like that once again, but he's also a risk for re-injury in a bad matchup against the Bears. Give me Jamal Williams, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In my flex, I got Tyler Lockett sitting there, um, but I also got Mike Williams, you know, with the uh, with the Chargers um, and uh, Spencer Ware and uh, Mike Williams. All right, so it's are Lock- you guys going to roll out? Are you guys going to roll out Tyler Lockett or? So we're talking about Spencer Ware, Mike Williams, or Tyler Lockett. There's so much injury dependent news on that yeah. decision. But the good thing about this is we'll know on Saturday, whether Keenan Allen is going to play in that game or not. So I know it's a tough matchup against the Ravens. Pretty good matchup on paper here for Tyler Lockett going up against the Chiefs. I will say, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, I'm going to plug Mike Williams in here. I think so, too. If Keenan Allen does play, and then you still have to find out about Spencer Ware, whether he's going to play. Like There's so many injuries once again this week, and so much is dependent on we'll find out about Spencer Ware. But... Damian Williams performed really, really well as the lead dog last week for the Kansas City Chiefs, so I don't think he just completely goes away, even if Spencer Ware is active. If Keenan Allen plays, I think you're not using Mike Williams. I think target share, the snaps, go down once again for him. And if that's the case, it's Tyler Lockett versus Spencer Ware in the half-point PPR. I'm going to use Tyler Lockett against the Kansas City Chiefs. I rather I want to wait for Spencer. I want to know Spencer Ware. Like Mike Williams is the guy, no question. If he and they face play. each other, so you'll know going yeah, into that game. Yeah, I think if Spencer Ware's active, I'm going to play him. Yeah, but Damian Williams is not going to go away, Greg. I know, but Tyler Lockett, I don't know. I, don't know. I have Russell Wilson as my QB2 this week, so I think he's going to be throwing a lot. That's going to bode well for We're for talking Ty about Lock. wide receivers right now. We'll do more of that when we come back. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today weekend fantasy update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in pocket all day long and all week long. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Lumber liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store so we're putting over 400 floors on sale that means huge savings for you get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36 percent off including new styles like mediterranean maple and best sellers like silver stone bamboo take 25 percent off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15 percent off our best waterproof floors more from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation hurry get to your local lumber liquidators today Salad, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
There it is. Fantasy girlfriends forever. Might as well, you know, keep up the theme here. I mean, if that's what we're going to call it. just I'm just going to embrace it at this point. I enjoy music like this. The guilty pleasure music, Greg. I'm going to dance. I'm going to guns out. Sun's out. Guns out. A little bit of dancing here. Corey Parson. Corey Parson, you know, too afraid to dance. You know, he's got to put up this bravado. The macho man. I got to walk around. Macho let, man. Let me show you how I. Let me show you how I hike a football. Let me show you my three-step drop. Let me go stand in the corner. Let me. Let me go walk around with my microphone. Let me do all this crazy stuff. Come on, Greg. We're here for the people. We're here to talk about fantasy football. The macho man. Macho man, the cream always rises to the top, Greg Sussman. Indeed it does. At the game, just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag, open an account with promo code FNTSY, and mybookie.ag will match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. That's mybookie.ag. The promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Yes? Fantasy executive, do you, uh, do you have permission to be in the studio right what's now? What's, in, what's, inside of the Fantasy Best me. Friends Forever? All right. Something's going on badly, it sounds like. Yeah, we announced at the top of the show. Yeah, we, we had a, we we had had a memorial, Greg. We announced uh, that at the top of the show. Yeah, it's... It's, very, it's terrible. So Corey's just in here letting us know, um, once again, about the unfortunate passing of Lord Michaels, which is horrible, horrible news. And the fantasy community all sends their thoughts and their prayers. And sad, man, I get the chills. Like, I, I barely knew, I, I barely knew the guy. And I just, I felt terrible when telling you this five minutes before the show started. Yeah. Um, and like, I literally have goosebumps everywhere now. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, the few times we did meet him, again, we hosted some of the Tower stuff. We went, to yeah, the we, event, we went to the events at Foley's. We all meet up and drink a little bit. Every time I met the guy, he was super warm towards me. Everyone else that was around him, I mean, he had a vibrant personality. Uh, he put that off uh, around everyone that, you know, he was near. Again, just uh, just pivotal in the fantasy baseball industry. Really a legend, uh, one, you know, one of the founders of Tau Wars, which is, you know, one of the, the more prestigious leagues uh, around in terms of fantasy baseball. So uh, very, very sad to hear the passing. I know him and Scott Angle were very close. So uh, I'm sure, you know, Roto Experts in the morning, stay tuned. You'll hear from Scott. Uh, I'm sure he'll have some some kind words for Laura Michaels and his family as well. Uh, but here on the Fantasy BFS and the Fantasy Sports Network, we do send our, our condolences to uh, the Laura Michaels family. All right. Um, so we were having a debate before the show began. And it wasn't going to be, but Frank was like, you know, this is, what do you want to talk about? Like, these are, um, these are uh, what, I, what people have been asking me, and I'm in the debate. I'm like, all right, what do you want to do? What, what are you thinking? And he's like, well, people are wondering about the first wide receiver off the board in 2018. Like, who would you choose? I go, for me, like, I, I would take DeAndre Hopkins. It's wide open. Right so now. all of a sudden, I would say that, and obviously Venture immediately chimes in. Bro, how are you not taking Julio? And it's his boy, right, Leo Jones. So then you chime in. He's like, "Dude, I'm I'm taking Devontae Adams." I'm like, "What? Really? This is a thing?" So we wanted to bring it on the air now and be like, "What's the wide receiver to take? Who is the first wide receiver off the board in 2019?" And also, Frank, the next question upon that is like, "When is the first wide receiver off the board taken in 2019?" I think those two questions kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, and I've already saw some really early mocks, and uh, look, again, we're trending towards the running back position. I'm sure, I'm sure there will be people that will 
kind of want to buck the trend, and I'll bring up a strategy that I think is interesting if you're at the end of the first round next year. Again, a million things are going to change come next year. Uh, but right now it's looking like the top four picks for sure, maybe you know seven, eight, or nine, are going to be running backs. The top four seems like there's a consensus here, uh, and not in any order specifically, but Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey. That seems to be kind of standard right now. We'll find out where Le'Veon Bell ends up, whether it's with the Jets, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts. If he ends up with uh, one of those latter three teams, not being the New York Jets, I think he's kind of like right in that mix okay. for like the top five, six, seven. Right. So, I would still take those top four running so backs. You know, you're, so it's, so it's Gurley, yep. Barkley, Zeke, McCaffrey. Is what you said? Not, not necessarily that order. But. Yeah, yeah. I think those are. I think that's going to be a consensus top four come this time next year. So you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. I have to imagine Alvin Kamara is going to be around there too, no? And Melvin Gordon. He'll, he'll be somewhere in there. Yep, Melvin Gordon. Those are. It's just going to be. It's going to be running back deep. It's going to be like Melvin Gordon should be probably five, six in that range. Again, Le'Veon Bell wherever he ends up. Alvin Kamara is going to be there. I wouldn't. I don't think the first wide receiver will go into like anywhere from eight, nine, or ten. And I've already seen. Mock drafts where James Conner and Nick Chubb are also drafted before a, a, a wide receiver. And I understand, now this is where it kind of makes sense to do that strategy, right? Because if you take a wide receiver, who's the running back that you're getting in the early second round? Whereas if you take Chubb or you take a James Conner in that late first round area, all these wide receivers that we're talking about, there's no consensus number one wide receiver. There's like eight guys that are all in the same tier. So you're guaranteed to get one of those guys in the early second round. So you take one of those running backs, and then you end up with, all right, you might not get Hopkins, you might not get Devontae Adams or Julio, but in the early second round, you'll still end up with a guy like Adam Thielen or Juju Smith-Schuster or Antonio Brown. So I kind of see the strategy behind that. Uh, but me personally, and you know, the, we have, we have the, the poll up on Twitter right now, the Fantasy BFF Twitter, uh, as of right now, your vote of DeAndre Hopkins is winning wholeheartedly. Like, it's not close. It's 58% DeAndre Hopkins, 29% Devontae Adams, which actually surprises me. 11% Julio Jones, 2% Ryden. So really, a lot of, like, just based on these votes right now, DeAndre Hopkins seems like kind of like the consensus wide receiver one. In half-point PPR... Uh, I think it's between him and Devontae. I, I think those three are, like, the top for me. So this year in 2018, half-point PPR, do you know who the number one wide receiver is? Devontae Adams. It's, it is Devontae Adams. Uh, has, Look at the consistency. At least 81 receiving yards are a touchdown in every single game this year, Greg. He's really, really stepped up his game this year, regardless of the matchup. Because, mind you, he faces the Vikings twice per year. He faces the Bears twice per year. And he's still been this consistent. M completely matchup proof. 100 receptions, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns on the air. He's number one. In every single, in every single facet. DeAndre Hopkins has six less catches, one less touchdown. Everything else is the same. I mean, he has literally six more yards. Uh, so there, the two of them make sense why, they're, why we both value them so highly. But the number two guy was not on your countdown, as Julio Jones is number five overall. And this player is in the mix as well. And number two in half-point PBR, you didn't, and number four you didn't even mention, but number two... Is Tyreek Hill? He has seven. He has, so he has twenty-two less receptions than Devontae Adams. So he's not at a hundred receptions. He only has seventy-eight. He's right around the same amount of yards, thirteen hundred, and he's got eleven touchdowns. The difference: a hundred plus yards rushing. Tyreek Hill is number two. And the strategy that I was going to bring up, which if you kind of want to start your draft contrarian next year, everyone's going to be all over running backs. You're going to need, like, people are going to be reaching, grasping at straws for running backs next year. Say you're on the swing, Greg. I think a perfect strategy, 
Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Because ideally, you don't want Tyreek Hill, and this is just me being like a glutton, a fantasy football glutton. I don't want Tyreek Hill as my wide receiver one because he can go out there and win you any single week. He can go out there and lose you any single week. Just look at his game log, Greg. He's had massive games. Week one, 169 and two. Week six, 142 and three. Week 10, 117 and two. The, ne- the very next week, 215 and two. But he's also had games, one reception for 13 yards. He's had games, four receptions for 61. Two receptions for 51. Just last week against the Chargers, four receptions for 46. And he should have had a long touchdown in that game. But that's the nature of the beast when it comes to Tyreek Hill. And I understand you want as much exposure to this Chiefs offense as you can possibly get. But I want the consistency, man. I know, you know, last year we we spoke a lot about, you know, consistency versus upside. And I was kind of on the side of like, all right, well... I want a player that has that ability to have massive games. I want that upside player. That, that was part of the reason why I was talking up J.H.I. last year when he was on the Miami Dolphins. But I think if you can kind of pair a guy like Devontae Adams, who's going to give you that consistent floor every single week and still does have pretty good upside, with a Tyreek Hill, I think that's a strategy that you're going to be able to do at the end of the first round next year, Greg. What do you think about that? You know, I think it's interesting. I, I hear what you're saying when it comes to Tyreek Hill that you don't want to measure wide receiver one for the reasons that you just stated week in, week out. It's not the same. But if you don't go wide receiver one, if you don't go wide receiver, wide receiver in your draft, he no. is your wide receiver one. And I hear and I, I, I hear that, but then you're going to get screwed at running back. Like, who the hell are you taking the third round as your running back? <laughs> Philip Lindsay? Carry on Johnson, right? Carry like, on Johnson's going to be in that range, right. round three. So it's Maybe just, an Aaron Jones slips that far. So it's just like... You're, you're, you're going to have to ba- bank on... But look at the running back position too, Greg. Like I realize the workhorses are, have been awesome this year. But look at where we're at the past couple of weeks just picking up running backs off the waiver wire and starting these guys. We're talking about starting Jamal Williams in the Fantasy Championship. Well, the past couple of weeks, listen. we're starting Elijah McGuire. Like, Greg, if you started your draft with guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill this year, your team would have been awesome as well. Listen, to me, to be fair, every year in Week seven, in week 16, you're starting one of these guys. Every single year. So that doesn't mean but there, but there are your running- sale is not fair. But there are running backs that went in the middle rounds that are pro- like you just got to load up on a bunch of those middle round running backs and hope that a few of those guys. Say than I realize that, but if you play in full PPR and you ha- you start a team, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, that's going to be a competitive team. I don't care who your running backs are, dude. I started a team with Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and you know a, a lot of people last. are going to say, "Well, all right, well we didn't see Odell Beckham happening," and things happen. You know, come next year we could say, "I know, started my team Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham," the same exact way yeah. you're describing. And it sucked that to you. But I think there were more warning signs, though, right? With the Giants offense and Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. <laughs> like, I, I've already seen mock drafts where Odell Beckham goes in the third round next year, Greg. That's ridiculous. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Is it the most absurd thing? Yes. The guys have playing the past couple of weeks for what reason? For himself. Come on. Like, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be trusted as a first-round pick anymore. He's a complete he head case. He won't, he won't be. Should he be a second-round pick? Yes. And all the wide receivers we've mentioned already today should be drafted before him. The fact, if, agreed, of course. But Odell Beckham Jr. has the ability to finish as number one overall wide receiver. He has that ability. Really. And that's going to be the guy that you look at. Every year we look in the third round and we say, who's the guy that can return first-round value? 
and it'll probably be Odell Beckham. But he doesn't deserve to go in the first round, and I'll go as far as to say he might not deserve to go in the second round because you can't deny the talent. But if Eli Manning is the quarterback again come next year, Greg, and that's certainly the way that things are trending right now based on the way Dave Gettleman is talking about and Pat Shermer is talking about Eli Manning has a few years left to play uh, the quarterback position in the National Football League. Like I don't know who's watching these games that they think Eli Manning still has a few years left to play the quarterback position. I mean, you'd have to be blind. You'd have to be blind to really think that Eli Manning has a few years left to play the quarterback position in the National Football League. How can you trust Odell Beckham? And now the past couple of weeks, when you need Odell Beckham most, he's not playing because, quote, something ain't right. What does something ain't right mean? It's quad. What, what does that mean? It's quad. It's not right. I, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it. I think he's not playing for himself. Like, selfish reasons. Like, he's got his money, whatever. He's dealing with a quad injury. It popped up on a Saturday two weeks ago out of nowhere. I don't buy it, man. The guy's a head case. I don't I want him on my team. I was in the Philly game, but it's fine. Um, What's up? It happened in the last play of the Philadelphia game a couple of weeks back, actually. Yeah, but he practiced that entire week, Greg. I understand. It came out of nowhere. I get it. Like, he wasn't even on the injury report, and then Saturday, out of nowhere, he gets ruled out? Come on, man. Just can't, like, these diva wide receivers, like, I can't do this anymore. One more wide receiver I want to... Someone get me a Snickers. One more wide receiver that I do have to mention, or two more wide receivers that deserve mention in here. Adam Thielen's number four wide receiver overall. He has... Um, but he's kind of trailed off. 105 catches, over 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. He has tailed off. I would take him after one of these guys, probably. You talk about consistency with Devontae Adams. I mean, the first eight, nine, ten games of the season, there was no wide receiver more consistent than Adam Thielen. He was the Todd Gurley of the wide receiver position. But now this is two years in a row where, like, he starts to get dinged up. He's been dealing with his back injury two years in a row where, like, it's kind of lingering. He has another really, really talented wide receiver on his team in Stephon Diggs where, like, one week it could be Thielen, one week it could be Diggs. You want to talk about head cases with Odell Beckham? Kirk Cousins seems like a guy who has immense talent, but he gets inside his own head. When it comes to these big games, like, he doesn't show up. So, I think Kirk Cousins has talent. I think Adam Thielen has talent as well, but... Remember, eight straight weeks to start off the year at 100 yards receiving. Yeah. At 22 and 66 back-to-back weeks. 125 in week 12. Since then, 28, 70, what and 19. What have you done for me lately? That's mm-hmm. that's the fantasy football position. With that, we say goodbye to our YouTube audience. Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Ventra have you covered next. The fantasy football frenzy comes your way in just a few moments. If you're listening on the podcast, subscribe, like, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. If you're listening live on the radio, we go for another three minutes. What are you about the Pittsburgh guys, Frank? Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> this is fun, too, because I was talking to Alex downstairs, our resident Steelers fan. And if you just kind of line up the numbers between Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, I think Juju's going to get drafted over Antonio Brown next, week, next year, which, you know, some people might think it's crazy, but you look at what Antonio... So I, have the, I have the stats in front of me. Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown has been touchdown reliant this year. He has... Well, I don't want to say that. He has eight more targets than, Hula, than Juju. Yeah. He has five less catches only. He's got, now here's the big difference. He's got 150 less yards. Which isn't like that different, but like it's 150 less yards. Touchdown wise. Antonio Brown isn't himself this year. It's he, either him or it's. He's got seven more touchdowns than Juju. Yes, but I was talking with Alex about this downstairs. And if touchdown regression hits both guys, po- like. Positively for Juju, negatively yeah. for Antonio Brown. Because 13 touchdowns, I mean, Juju has seven more red zone targets this year, and he has seven less touchdowns. That doesn't necessarily add up to me. And I know you look at the, the stats this year for Antonio Brown, it just, 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like Antonio Brown's falling off, like he's hit 30 years old, like he is getting double teamed every single week. Big Ben is also getting up there in age, and he has missed Antonio Brown, which seems like a lot this season. But on the surface, for Antonio Brown, 79.4 receiving yards per game. That's his lowest mark since 2012 when he had 787 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, A 60.4% catch rate. We mentioned he's being double teamed. Hasn't necessarily been on the same page as Big Ben. 60.4% catch rate this year. His lowest since 2011. I think we're starting to see a change of the guard here, and there's there's no arguing the talent of Juju Smith-Schuster, who plays in the slot and the way that the NFL is trending right now with slot receivers getting more production, both just for a real-life perspective and fantasy perspective. It's bold. If I were ranking like the wide receiver position right now for next year, I would rank Juju Smith-Schuster ahead of Antonio Brown. One more wide receiver I have to is mention. Is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I don't know if I agree, but I don't know if it's crazy. I just think he, like Antonio Brown's getting to a point where he's touchdown reliant. Like thir- he has seven more touchdowns. He only has twenty more fantasy points. Greg, isn't that crazy? I'm gonna tell you. What, I'm gonna tell you what. In like the draft next year, I want like that five or six pick desperately. I'm gonna get a top five running back. Just because you get one of those last workhorse running backs. I'm gonna get an awesome wide receiver. You're gonna get one of these wide receivers because everyone I mean, we haven't even mentioned Keenan Allen. Forget. And he's, I don't even know if he's next because they didn't mention Michael Thomas either. But Michael Thomas. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the theory, Greg. Drew Brees retiring theory. Drew Brees retiring theory. And then, and then what do we do with Michael Thomas? With Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback next year. Michael Thomas, phenomenal start. Similar to Adam Thielen. The past couple of weeks hasn't necessarily been there. He's not winning people games, Greg. That's the debate we'll have for the next year, and I'm excited to break it down next summer with you. Corey Parson, Jim Day, Chris Venture, they come your way next. For Frankie Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.